Hey guys, welcome into another episode of the Wolverine.com recruiting show live here on our YouTube channel. Make sure to like this video. It helps us get in front of other Michigan fans. Make sure to subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel for free and also subscribe to the Wolverine.com. One year for $99 today gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, you get to be part of the biggest Michigan community, uh, 8,000 unique individual users over on the Fort message board. So come join the discussion and get premium inside recruiting information at the Wolverine today. Happy 4th of July, Zach. Welcome back to the show. How's everything going for you? Good. I celebrated last night by eating three waffles at Waffle House. So it's been a good day so far. Did you watch Joey Chestnut chug down 60 hot dogs? I saw the highlights. I mean, that's the most guaranteed bet in sports, to be honest. Like, you know he's yeah. going to win. I wonder how much you win, though. Like, if you bet $100, do you just win, like, a dollar? <laughs> because it's so locked in. Oh, yeah. Like, you're you're essentially betting on a 100 to get a dollar. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's a safe bet. It's a safe bet. Do you think he could eat 60 Little Caesars slices of pizza in the same amount of time that Joey Chestnut eats 60 hot dogs? I bet I could finish a full box of pizza in the same time that he ate those 60 hot dogs. <laughs> now, which, is pretty, lot- which is pretty good because that's a lot of cheese. Well, along with Zach's obsession with Little Caesars, he also loves Skyline Chili, and he was in the great city of Cincinnati yesterday covering the commitment of Elias Rudolph. Apologies for uh, technical difficulties yesterday. Uh, But, Zach, you were there. You had a chance to see Rudolph pick Michigan. Talk a little bit about uh, what the Wolverines are getting in their newest verbal pledge in the 2024 recruiting class. Yeah, so Elias becomes the the fifth Ohio commit for Michigan in the 2024 class, uh, third in Cincinnati this cycle, but along with the fifth in total for Michigan from Cincinnati. So the entire city has become such a priority for Michigan um, under the direction of Steve Klingsale. And keep in mind, this is a city that's uh, heavily targeted by you know, four of the five power five conferences and, you know, including Ohio State, um, you know, Elias would pick Michigan over Miami and Pitt, who each got an official visit from him last month. And then Ohio State as well. Uh, I think this one is huge because this is a guy from Ohio that not only Ohio State offered and brought him in on unofficial visits, but they were going to get him for an official visit the final week of June and Elias ultimately canceled it and decided to go with his commitment yesterday. But yeah, Michigan did really well going throughout this entire offseason. Um, he was an early offer for Clay Sale last year, but he took his first visit in January uh, during one of the um, junior day events. Um, and then he ended up transferring to uh, Deerfield Beach. But uh, despite the distance away from Ann Arbor, you know, communication never. Uh, dipped or faltered between him and Clingsdale. Uh, they go back really far. Uh, other coaches include Mike Elston, who visited him during the spring evaluation period, actually went to Deerfield Beach. Uh, Dylan Roney, the pass rush specialist for Michigan, uh, really liked 
what Elias brought to the table physically, um, six foot three, 200 pounds, um, just a missile off the edge. Uh, in terms of what he did last year as a player, you know, over 15 sacks, nearly 90 tackles. Um, first team all state for Ohio in two of his three years there uh, when he was there. But yeah, Jesse Minter too on his visit during on his last visit and throughout their communication, Minter actually called Elias a freak, and I think that really stuck with him and really uh, gave him the understanding that he could be one of the the next edge players to be developed by Michigan and then go have a successful career in the NFL draft. But yeah, uh, on his official visit, uh, which was June 9th, uh, one of his close friends, Cameron Calhoun, the early enrollee cornerback was his player host and they've known each other for years. Uh, their high schools are about 30 minutes away from each other. Uh, Elias has gotten to know Jordan Marshall too, top 100 running back. He knows Ted Hammond, three-star defensive line commit really well as well. And I think he's really on board with the best in Ohio play for Michigan mantra. And I mean, let's not, you know, some people might say different, but this is a guy that Ohio state wanted. Like I said, they were going to get him for official visit and Michigan won out. So if you want to keep with the narrative going that Michigan is able to recruit and invade the state of Ohio as well as they have, you know, this is the prime example of someone who's a four-star ranked in the top 20 of all edge players for on three. And yeah, in terms of physically at 200 pounds, this is going to be someone that Ben Herbert's going to do really well with developing in the weight room. So I think this is one that Michigan really wanted. They successfully got him. And I think they're really looking forward to see what he can do with this upside um, in the next few years. Definitely. So, yeah, I, I think Elias Rudolph, along with Devin Baxter, are two really, really intriguing edge commits in this class. Uh, you look at Rudolph and he just has such a high ceiling. Like Zach said, the staff thought of him as more of an athletic freak. He's very twitchy, great speed off the edge. He also has a, a low more, but... When you look at a place like Michigan, it's the same reason I'm excited for Devin Baxter. When you commit to a place like Michigan that has the benefit of having a strength and conditioning program that's ran by one of the best in Ben Herbert, you're more likely to hit that high ceiling than you are to maybe you know, hit the, the low floor. And so having Ben Herbert working with Elias Rudolph, who – You've seen from the pictures. Uh, I mean, Michigan fans have seen from the pictures. He's super light. Yeah, he's listed at 200 pounds. He looks skinny uh, on Zach's commitment video. But Ben Herbert is known to be able to transform bodies and add some really good weight to frames. And so I think Rudolph has the weight to carry a lot. I mean, the frame to carry a lot more weight. Uh, Baxter is a little more filled out than Rudolph. I personally have Baxter graded higher than Rudolph, but if Rudolph is able to hit that ceiling, I think he'll be another you know, high-level pass rusher in the rotation for the Wolverines. So three really high ups, or two really high upside guys now with Baxter and Rudolph, and then you have Dominic Nichols, who is kind of that bigger edge. You can move him down to a four-eye if needed, but a nice little trio as Michigan looks to close out uh, with Jacob Smith as their final edge. That is the top priority, Brian Robinson, is still hanging out, you know, hasn't committed anywhere, uh, still probably behind Jacob Smith. But Jacob Smith, the priority right now, if Michigan's able to get him, that'll be the four edge rushers. And 
you know, Zach mentioned Michigan's making it a priority to hit Cincinnati hard. The success they've had this cycle with Elias Rudolph, with Ted Hammond, with Jordan Marshall, it's going to keep opening the door for Michigan to continue to win recruiting battles in enemy territory um, and now winning big recruiting battles. Rudolph was a four-star. Uh, Jordan Marshall, obviously, a non-300 prospect, a head-to-head win over Ohio State. So uh, Steve Klingscale doing a, a fantastic job uh, building, rebuilding that bridge over to Ohio, obviously one of the stronger football playing state, high school football playing states in the country. It's important to get kids out of Ohio. It's great for the rivalry as well. So I, I think another nice win for Michigan. And I know Rudolph is uh, technically at Deerfield Beach in Florida, but he's an Ohio kid all the way. Before we move on to our next topic, just a reminder, guys, for everybody that's joined in, we've had some uh the chat's pretty active we've had more viewers join on the show tonight uh hit that like button helps us get in front of other michigan fans subscribe to our channel also today is the super chat show so if you want to get a super chat in click that little money symbol and we'll get your question answered uh we are not taking regular questions from the chat but um you know, we are willing to answer your questions if you come in with a super chat, and I'll be back tomorrow for the full Q and A. Uh, let's go ahead and head over to our next topic, and I think that's the one that everybody wants to talk about, and it's Aaron Scott setting his decision date for July 30th, the top 100 prospect out of Ohio. Thought about making his decision today, July 4th. Obviously, it did not happen. Scott came out a few days ago and said that he would be making his commitment on july 30th people are kind of reading this one way or the other they're looking at it and saying you know scott's committing on his dad's birthday his uh father is an ohio state fan so he must be going to ohio state others are looking at it more optimistically and saying you know he's not ready to make a decision ohio state didn't win him over right away so that means michigan has more time uh to convince him to become a bit of a villain and side with the wolverines are you reading it any way? Is everybody, you know, just trying to put conspiracy theories out there? Uh, does it matter that he's committing the 30th uh, instead of the 4th? Zach, what's your kind of take on it right now? I guess if you're an Ohio State perspective, right, like you pick your dad's birthday. Oh, diehard Ohio State fan. You know, if if that really meant something, like do it another day, not July 30th, but Again, it's a parent, right? You're going to support your kid no matter what. Um, if you're looking at it from a Michigan standpoint, like you said, I mean, he's got four more weeks to examine his options, do more research, um, listen to the pitches of both players, commits, coaches, even the fans on social media and over the phone. Um, I think I'm more confident now on Michigan's end, considering he's got so much more time. Um, if he really – if he was going to commit July 4th, I think he would have gotten a better idea of what Mich- of Ohio State was going to offer, and I think he would just commit on the spot, even like what Bryce West did. Um, but, yeah, I think this is such an advantage for Michigan, considering they can play up, you know, Charles Woodson on Twitter, rocking the turnover buffs. Um, they can let him be um, an integral part of a group chat. You know, I think you mentioned in an article about him being in a group chat with Chris Ewald and Zaquan Patterson. Um, He can continue talking to the 2024 commits, um, not even just the guys from Ohio, but 
all those guys that he was on the official visit with over Victor's weekend that he's become close friends with. Uh, I know they're playing the, uh, they're playing up the role of a villain, right? Like a kid who's 45, literally 45 minutes away from Columbus goes to the rival school after years of just assuming that you're going to go be a Buckeye. Um, and then again, this just gives more daily communication with guys like Steve Clingsdale, the co-defensive coordinator. I mean, this is, this is, this recruitment is literally Clingsdale's baby. Like this is all the work that he has put in going back to January when Aaron took his first visit, like, they have become so close and clean scale can just continuing to give Aaron the visualization of what he can do on defense for Michigan and have the defense revolve around him. And even potentially if he signs start right across from Will Johnson, and that's something Will has even said to him. So I know the confidence level may be still on Ohio State side considering that no one has flipped their predictions to Michigan. No one has given a prediction to Michigan. But it really just feels like confidence is just dipping. Not to the point of where Michigan maybe leads, but to say 50-50, I think that's reasonable. And now he has three weeks, really four weeks, to really pick on what school he really truly belongs. So, yeah, I think this is great for Michigan considering, like I said, they have more time and uh, we'll just see whether or not July 30th means something for Ohio State or if it just means, like you said, just more research to be done. Here's the way I look at it. I think Aaron Scott wanted to commit on a significant day, which is why July 4th and July 30th were dates that were thrown around before he finished his official business, right? Like July 4th, obviously, July 4th, you know, a big recruiting day, a lot of guys committing, a lot of top school releases. Um, I know there hasn't been been a lot of news for Michigan today in particular, but if you look at the national landscape of recruiting, July 4th is always a big day for recruiting. There's always commitments. There's always top schools. There's always uh, all kinds of news when it comes. The second day is his dad's birthday. I don't think it really makes a difference that that he's an Ohio State fan. You know, I think it's, you know, I think if you're an Ohio State fan and you want to read into that, that's cool. But I, I don't think it really matters. I think he was just trying to pick the date of significance. I think he went with the 30th over the 4th because he does need more time. I think it is that close of a recruiting battle. Now, the thing that scares me with him pushing him back is it gives him more time to think about making the easier decision. The easier decision for him would just be to commit to Ohio State. You know, his uh, parents are Ohio State fans. It's the home state school. It's, you know, you wouldn't have to face the the backlash of picking Michigan over Ohio State. Uh, Again, I don't think the date really matters because you also have some Michigan fans that say, well, he's committing on a 30th. That's the same weekend as the barbecue. (laughs) You know, I I don't think the date matters. It just happens that his dad's birthday is July 30th, you know. Had it not been his dad's birthday, I feel like he would have committed like his first game or, you know, first practice or some some other date of significance. I really think we're reading too much into the date. But at the end of the day, I think this is still a really close battle. I I think it's going to be much. I'll put it this way. I think it's going to be much easier for him to say yes to Ohio State than yes to Michigan. Um, you know, it's tough to be the villain and pick Michigan 
It's tough to spurn Ohio State. It's tough to go against what you kind of grew up watching, what your family loves, and, and pick Michigan. At the same time, Michigan is a better scheme fit for Scott. He's said that himself. Michigan offers the opportunity for early playing time. Look, I'm a big Jair Hill believer. I also think Michigan's capable of getting guys out of the portal. I also think Jaden McBurrows could surprise um, if he bounces back from his injury. But the path is there right now. If you're selling it right now, I know Scott is still in high school. I know he still has to play his senior year. I know somebody's going to take the starting job opposite of Will Johnson this year. But if you're selling it right now, the path to play immediately is at Michigan. You, I mean, he, Will Johnson was involved on that visit. You know, I think it was in your story, Zach, where um, Aaron Scott talked about Will Johnson telling him to come start opposite of him, right? So, you know, you have Will Johnson, who was a freshman All-American, saying, come start next to me. The opportunity is there. You have, you know, a great scheme fit. You have an NFL-style defensive coordinator and scheme with Jesse Minter running the show there. You have Clink, who has arguably done the best job recruiting you and that's really hard to pass up as well but at the same time like i said i think it's going to be easier to say yes to ohio state we'll see i mean i'm still kind of undecided i haven't put it in a prediction i i do think if we're going to read into the date at all it is more time for him to make the easier decision but you could also look at it on the flip side of the coin and say it's more time for him to really think about this decision and what Michigan has to offer and the benefits of picking Michigan. I think those three things, the relationship with Clink, the pathway for early playing time, the scheme fit, those are three huge things to be in favor of Michigan. Um, of course, I, you know, another factor that I'm sure a lot of people are talking about in the chat right now, and I see it, is NIL. We just saw the Justin Scott situation happen where he was close to committing to Michigan and we were kind of trying to put some clues out there. Um, and all of a sudden he turned around and committed to Ohio State. Zach, you've been, you've met with Aaron Scott and I know it's tough to tell and everybody's situations are different, but do you think NIL will be a factor this month as we're a few weeks away from a decision? I think kids, I, 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 I feel like I believe kids when they say NIL won't be a factor, right? I think they're, they're smart enough to know that they're going to get paid through their contributions in college. And then obviously the NFL is the goal. Um, I, I don't want to say no, because look what happened with Justin Scott, right? Um, but he's flat out told me, right, like that he wants to play early. He flat out told me that he wants to play in a class with commits, with future teammates that he has a bond with already. And he wants to be developed by a coach with the proper background and the knowledge in order to get him to his final goal. Um, Michigan provides all three. Um, so it's just it's difficult to say because you don't want to say like a kid is flat out looking for nil unless he tells you on the record but again i think he is strictly looking for fit 
if he was strictly looking for NIL, I probably probably wouldn't be talking about him still being uncommitted. Um, so no, I, I don't think this is going to be an issue. I think the I think the biggest thing would just be going, like you said, going to a school where that's an hour away where he has ties to with family fandom, as opposed to going to the school, like you said, it's the rival. So um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use NIL as a factor with this one. No, I I don't believe in it. Now I put Zach in a tough spot. Look, just because we say a kid is looking at NIL does not mean that he is a bad kid or that uh, he's not a culture fit at Michigan. NIL is just, it's the new thing. And it's tough for, you know, kids to, to pass up. You know, if I were a kid and coming from the situation that I came from, I mean, I would have taken a good look at NIL. Does that make me a bad guy? I don't know. I mean, you look at Justin Scott, and I think he's a good example of a really good kid who came from a really good high school program with a great head coach that served as a great mentor. It seemed like his mom was really involved and valued academics a ton and staying closer to home. And I think that if Justin Scott just wanted the biggest bag out there, he would have gone to Miami. I think it, even though he picked Ohio State over Michigan, and I'll probably get blasted for this, it doesn't make him a bad kid for picking Ohio State that probably offers a better upfront NIL package than Michigan. It doesn't make him a bad kid, man. Like, it just it is the, the nature of the beast right now. But if he just wanted to go and get the biggest bag out there, he would have gone to Miami. And it's the same thing with Aaron Scott. You look at Aaron Scott, if he wants the biggest bag out there, who's the third team in this race? Oregon. If he wanted the biggest bag, he would go to Oregon. So it's not like the Justin Scott or Aaron Scott recruitments are all about NIL. I simply pose the question because NIL could become a factor. And when you're looking at who's doing NIL in terms of what you can get immediately, I guess, I think Ohio State has the advantage over Michigan. And again, that's not a knock on Ohio State either. Like, we're just in a different era of college football recruiting. You know, it's different. Uh, times have changed. NIL is going to be something that we're going to be talking about for years and years to come. I don't like it. I'm not a huge fan of NIL. I mean, I think it's cool that the kids get to benefit, but it's turned recruiting into even more of a circus than it already was. Um, but not to get too much into a tangent, I do think NIL could become a factor in the sense that, you know, you, you look at what Michigan can offer long term, but you also look at what Ohio State can offer, you know, quickly. And that's something that is going to have to be uh, weighed as well as we get into these final few weeks of the recruitment. But as things stand right now, look, Michigan's doing all it can. Um, they're going to keep recruiting like hell to win over Aaron Scott. It's the dead period. So Scott can't come in for a visit right now. I'm sure they'll try to get him in, uh, that last week and the days leading up to his decision. But, uh, for now they're continuing to fight. No side has been told no from my understanding. So still a tight battle. Before we move on to our next topic, I want to take a moment to shout out Longtime partner of the Wolverine Tuesday night recruiting show and a longtime partner of the Wolverine in Lewis Jewelers. Simple question, guys. Have you taken care 
of that gift for the special woman in your life? If the answer is no, the great news is Lewis Jewelers can help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors finding that perfect diamond. So stop by today, guys, and take care of the wives, mothers, and grandmothers in your lives. If you don't have a special woman, like I said, just reward yourself. Get yourself the great gift. Um, you know, I, I say it every show, but that golden dog tag with the block M. Get yourself that. Um, yeah, my wife's birthday is literally in two days, and I have not gotten a gift. So I'm going to hit up my guys at Lewis Jewelers and be like, overnight me these diamond earrings right here. So, yeah, excited about that. Lewis Jewelers is your diamond store and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their location, 300 South Maple Road in Ann Arbor. And if you're not in Ann Arbor, you can go over to lewisjewelers.com. That's lewisjewelers.com where Ann Arbor and the world gets engaged. All right, we've got about five minutes left on the show, guys. If you have a question, remember this is not the free show. It's the Super Chat show. So hit the little dollar sign to uh, donate to the show. That money goes directly to our travel budget. And I'm excited, Zach. Football season is right around the corner, man. I was looking at some high school games today. So if you guys want to see us travel around and see some of uh, Michigan's top overall targets, make sure to help contribute to our travel budget by clicking that donate button. But uh, we are not here to talk about high school football as much as I would love that. We are here to talk about offensive line recruiting. So <laughs> we had a big turn of events. Michael Weenie gave Michigan a silent commitment on his official visit. He turned around and committed to Georgia publicly. So it looked like Michigan was close to getting a sixth offensive lineman or was getting a sixth offensive lineman before uh, Weenie said, never mind, and uh, picked the Bulldogs. So now Bennett Warren is the lone target out there on 300 offensive tackle out of the great state of Texas, my homeland. Um, Man, uh, Bennett Warren's recruitment has been an interesting one. There have been several predictions in for Michigan. Michigan has an 80.9% lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. But I have not put in a pick because it seems like every visit that Bennett Warren takes, he falls in love with that school. Um, When you looked at Michigan for his spring game visit, he named Michigan his leader. Then he said, they're no longer my leader. Then he came back for the official visit, and it was like, Michigan's my leader again. And now he's done with official visits, and it doesn't seem like Michigan's still the leader. Texas A&M and Tennessee are the two schools here. I know Tennessee is not on this little on-three recruiting prediction machine. Maybe somebody forgot to put in his official visit. Uh, But Tennessee is definitely a threat, and Texas A&M is a big threat as well. Zach, if you had to decide today... Do you pencil in Bennett Warren in the class? I wouldn't. And it's not a knock on him. He's such a nice kid. Um, he's got the frame for a high developmental pick for developmental player. And anytime you can get someone right out of Texas A&M's yard, um, that's a win in of itself. But it, it, no, because I think Michigan is just fine with five commits. And of, of that five, those guys are about just as close of friends that you can find anywhere else in the 2024 class. I mean, when you look at Ben and Luke and Ben Roebuck and Jake Winera, like those guys live 
you know, miles apart, hundreds of miles, but they are already planning on getting an apartment. They're already planning on what to do um, as a unit when they get their time, when they get their opportunity. I mean, they're fully loyal to Sharon Moore. I mean, I think Sharon Moore did an excellent job with recruiting this cycle, finding guys who are right cultural pieces for Michigan and guys who uh, believe in what coach, you know, what Sharon Moore has been doing these past two years. It's more so not a knock on Bennett Warren because I mean, look, he's visited twice. Like I said, he's six foot seven, six foot eight, three hundred thirty pounds. But Michigan, I think, looking beyond twenty four and getting a head start on twenty twenty five offensive line recruiting is the smart move. Like Michigan has done really well so far with guys from the Midwest. I mean, you look at Avery Gash from Birmingham, Michigan. You look at. Carter Lowe from Toledo. I mean, David Sanders is teammates with Jane Davis and Channing Goodwin. Like, there are some really, really outstanding pieces in 25 that can be, um, that are A, expressing interest in Michigan and B, have, you know, are either have ties to Michigan through proximity or with teammates. So, you know, if Bennett Warren keeps expressing interest in Michigan and, you know, he becomes more of a focal point and, you know, he's on board with everybody else. I think, you know, why not to pull the trigger? But if if you're going to keep battling with Texas A&M, you're going to keep battling with Oklahoma or Tennessee, I mean, just cut your losses, you know, and just stick to 25 because they're, like I said, there are some monsters um, in, in the interior and that tackle in 25 that would be just the perfect, uh, perfect pieces for someone like Sheryl Moore to keep building up. So that's my stance. I know you know him a little bit better, but yeah, I, I think just having five is enough for right now. I'm briefly going to give my thoughts. Uh, we've hit the 30 minute mark and I'm sure we're all going out to celebrate 4th of July, but just really quick, want to give a shout out to Daniel G for the comment of the day. Can Lewis Jewelers drop a bag for Aaron Scott? I'm not, I'm not sure if they can, but it definitely cracked me up. Um, look with Bennett Warren, uh, you know, he, he's very impressionable, obviously. Uh, I do like Bennett Warren as a kid. I, I've had a chance to go out and see him in Houston and spend some time with him. Always partial to Texas guys. But uh, as of today, I would say he's not likely to end up in the class. I think Michigan's definitely still in it. There's been no set decision date. Uh, but A&M has, has garnered more optimism. Tennessee is expressing more optimism as well so I, I think this is a tight race i think bennett warren is simply a luxury it's not necessarily a necessity i mean michigan already has five offensive linemen committed in fact when i did my mock class before official visits started i only had five offensive linemen in the mock class they don't really need six you know the talks of seven was pretty insane they they really, I, I think they're completely fine with five. I agree with Zach. But if Bennett Warren wants in, that's great. I mean, he's a high upside tackle. Um, he has all the upside in the world, tremendous ceiling. Um, but I think the SEC schools left a strong impression on him. If Bennett Warren doesn't end up in the class, I don't think you need to go scavenging for more offensive linemen. It just makes no sense. You're already at 25 commits. I mean, you don't need it. I will throw out one more name, though because I feel like everybody's forgotten about him. There's still some contact, and it's Zach's boy, Jordan Seaton, top 100 <laughs> tackle out of IMG Academy. He's still uncommitted, 
He only made one official visit in June. Jerome Moore picked up contact in the spring, went out to see him. I mean, it's not completely dead. It's unlikely, especially with the teams involved with him and NIL and Ohio State's the heavy favorite there. But, hey, man, I mean, if Michigan goes out there and bullies people in the trenches again and they have more offensive line success and, uh, you know, Michigan keeps winning and they somehow get them to campus, I mean, it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, it's a really low percentage, but I just wanted to throw out Jordan Seaton because if they do – if Bennett Warren commits to one of the SEC schools and they do want to pursue one more offensive tackle, Jordan Seaton's the guy. And he's uh, a fantastic prospect as well. Uh, I think that about does it for us, guys. I hope you all enjoy your 4th of July. Thank you all for joining us on this holiday week. I will be back tomorrow for the Q&A show. And uh, hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube show, and subscribe to the Wolverine.com.